This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Martha Shonaway, the site director of Pause for Purple Hearts, San Antonio. Martha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. You bet. You're very bubbly and always positive and uh, there's a dark side in there somewhere. We're going to try and find it <laughs> yeah. on this show. I, I like no, to call no. it a caffeinated personality. <laughs> oh, caffeinated personality. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> I can go with that. We're also going to talk with George Saldana, the owner of Evenflow Home and Commercial Services. George, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. I heard your business is doing really well, partially because of this show. Is that true? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to hope so. I'd love to I hope mean, so. I haven't seen the That's numbers. why I'm back. So <laughs> awesome. hopefully doing something right, you know. Something in the sauce is working, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. In studio with us today is Heather Bayman, certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back. Always glad to be here. And I'm your host, Mark Eminger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States, which is how I built my company to where it is today. I, I've really enjoyed that whole learning process. We'll get into that a little bit, too. It's like employees is a whole other level of, of complexity in dealing with all of that stuff. How many employees do you have, George? Uh, what are we under? We're under forty right now. That's I a believe. good size. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of people, man. A lot. I don't know how you maintain a cult of personality or culture. Sorry, not cult of personality. That's a song. <laughs> how do you maintain but that? Culture and company cult, culture and all that kind of stuff. Ah, there's layers to business that, that you just don't learn until you actually exactly. do it, right? Quick reminder for our listeners: you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you are a business owner in the San Antonio area and like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804, and we can get you hooked up. All right, so we've got an event coming up, uh, Let's Talk Business Mixer. It's our first one. We're doing uh, going to do them every quarter. January 25th, 2024, uh, the hosts are coming together to put this thing on. Um We've interviewed over three, well, I've done over 300 interviews on the show, and we've interviewed over 200 people, which I don't know the exact count, but it's a lot, right? Some people, like you, George, come on more than once because you're an awesome guest and we want to feature you back on the show. Uh, there's only going to be 100 tickets, though, that we're going to sell because that's no, the space. Yeah. No, it's not because of the space. It's because it's exclusive, Mark. It's an exclusive. <laughs> it's an exclusive well, to be event. honest, the space will hold <laughs> 250. So it's just about like it's room for fun. Yeah, it's room for fun and not too many people. You know what I mean. So we want to keep that fairly reasonable. Yourselves talk. So that being said, get over to our website at satalkradio.com and click on the link to get your tickets asap. Early bird tickets purchase on Eventbrite are only ten bucks, but there'll be fifteen at the door. There won't be any left. But I'm just saying, (laughs) it's fifteen at the door. Plan in advance. All proceeds will be going to support a uh, charity. It's called the, the Crit Children's Rehabilitation Institute. Uh, Howie does tours over there all the time, so we want to definitely support them. They've been on the show as well. It's a good place, yeah. So if you're a guest on the show, check your email. You should have received a special invitation, but if you didn't receive it, head over to the website and get your tickets now because they are going to go fast. Um, by the time this gets published next week, with the event should be up on Eventbrite by then. It's not published just yet, but it will be. Um, so... Partnering with nonprofit organizations, I know, is something that is is important. There's benefits to the nonprofit. There's benefits to the community. There's benefits to the business. And, of course, the recipients of that goodwill. Um, Martha, I know this is a bit of your space, um, something you're super passionate about doing. Um, but, like, what are some of the benefits as a business owner 
if they're not, if they haven't done it before, what should they expect by partnering with a nonprofit? Not necessarily you specifically, but a nonprofit. Yeah. So non, kind of entering that nonprofit world and figuring out one that fits best for you and your values. So when businesses are looking at nonprofits, sometimes they'll see the bigger ones in their community and think, oh, well, I'm not really going to get anything out of that relationship if I don't have um, a larger piece of um, a larger piece of the pie to share with them. So one thing I really like people to do is kind of reflect on what your business values are. What is important to you as a business owner, as an individual, and then go look for a nonprofit that reflects it. Make sure they have the same values. Now, if you're a pet sitter, maybe you might not be passionate about service dogs, but maybe you're really passionate about foster kids. Okay, well, then go find a nonprofit that matches that and make sure that they're going to use your money in a responsible way. So before they even receive the benefits, set yourself up for success by looking at the Form 990s that are on GuideStar or on the nonprofit's website. I encourage everybody to do that. Um, and then those tangible benefits for the business, when a community sees you partnering with an organization and giving back, not just doing a lip service, it's, it really hits home for a lot of people and they're more likely to not only bring you business, but be repeat customers because they're going to see you giving back and they're going to see you doing something important that's not just for business. Um, so there are a number of ways they can do that through marketing or um, volunteering, having a team building event. It doesn't even have to cost the business upfront money. Um, there are just such a variety of ways to do it. And Heather, I know you coach um, you know, a lot of businesses. And is this something that you talk about with them? At what point do you say, hey, this is something you should consider? Well, I think one of the things that a lot of business owners are in the position of is they don't have enough money. And then that's like they focus on that. But yeah. really quickly, once you do get it, you start to realize that it, it becomes less relevant to your time, what you're contributing to this world, your legacy. And that's, you know, Ideally, you'd want to go into business with your values, your mission in life all laid out, and this business is a vehicle. Realistically, not not yeah. the case. A lot of people go yeah. into business because of a certain need or they had like this one thing they were really good at, and they just are trying to keep it going so it survives. But when they get to that point where it's like, hey, I've got money coming in, then the question is, how do I make the biggest impact? And I know a lot of people like think, oh, I'll start a nonprofit, but how much further could your dollar go, your influence go, if you partner with an established nonprofit that aligns with your values? So that's really where we start to talk about it. Because when you're surviving as a business owner, as yeah. <laughs> altruistic as you want to be, if you can barely pay your mortgage, giving money generally, unless you're just an overwhelmingly altruistic person, is not top of the list because you're like, I don't even have <laughs> enough money to survive. And it shouldn't be. Has, I mean, honestly, it's yeah. the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> yeah. You have to have your survival figured out first. Then you can get into the top tier of the pyramid, which is thriving. And that's personal development, growth, yeah. contributing to society, the, your higher calling. And that's really where partnering with a nonprofit, you know, you could start your own, go through the grind, learn all the lessons, eventually get to the point. Or you can say, hey, who's doing something that aligns with my value now that I can funnel into and make my impact. Yeah. So, resonate. and George, when it comes to, it's not always about cash, right? It could be about service as well. So uh, in other words, like for me, I could have somebody come on the show 
I don't have to pay them. And I don't have to give them money. But I can bring them on, they can get the exposure, and then I can give them the content that they can go use. So now you're, you're talking about giving value without mm-hmm. out-of-pocket expenses. Exactly. What, what are your, have you done, are you guys out there doing nonprofit type stuff yet? Not yet. We would love to. Um, we actually in, worked with some uh, news stations here in San Antonio. We want to do, like, um, for example, uh, Mr. Sparky and, and Ben Franklin Plumbing, they just did a thing with KSAT 12 that was really cool. KSAT or Ken's 5, I apologize, I don't know <laughs> which one, but they did a really neat um, segment where they found a veteran, and they went and uh, instead of paying for marketing, what they did was they gave him like a electrical panel upgrade, a water softener, a water heater, and so they asked me if I wanted to go on and do a free HVAC system, but because I didn't get in on time for legal purposes, they wouldn't let me do a free AC for the guy. Mm-hmm. But they're now in the works, okay, well, let's find another uh, veteran or something here in this in the city that we can give that you know we can give back a, a, a team up with the supply house. They donate the material. We'll donate the labor. They give back to our community as much as we can. Because at the end of the day, like on the last time I was here on the show, I talked about we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our community. So we want to give back as much as possible. But right now, you see the economy. Things are rough. You know, it's hard to buy groceries right yeah. now. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we would love to give back more than we can right now. We're just not in the place to do so. You know, we're worried about growing and keeping the doors open. Is priority number one you know yeah well that helps the community as well by Mm -hmm. the way because if they have a good service that they can still call that didn't go out of business because they were giving too much away it makes total sense but trading that labor that's the example that Mm -hmm. i was talking about is that's more doable you know for someone like myself that you know we're still watching dollars right every dollar counts uh we're not at the top of the pyramid (laughs) yet Mm -hmm. but um you know we try to do like little things like we just did the uh selma trunk retreat you know, they had over 3,000 people show up to that thing. We were not anticipating that kind of turnout. So <laughs> we had to make a candy run halfway through it, haul butt to Walmart. And I was like, I just literally arm on the shelf and just pouring candy into the basket. And um, But that was a really good turnout. A lot of kids, a lot of, um, you know, people were out there. So give back. Uh, we just did uh, Incarnate Word. They had a... Um, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they we got invited the Incarnate Word to speak on service companies to um, middle school students. Um, Southside Independent school, school District had a big function, and they invited us to come talk to kids about trade work and stuff like that. So stuff like that doesn't cost anything that we try to give back. As we try to sign up for as much of those things as possible. Yeah, I love that. You mentioned something important, both of you, with the hours that you're giving too. So not only is it helping that person, but from a business standpoint – you can talk to your tax professional, and that's an in-kind donation. So that labor is a tax write-off for that, that time period. So it's it can benefit you in that way, and I think a lot of folks forget about the tax benefit for providing an in-kind donation. You can yeah. get a receipt from yeah, I need to pay closer 501. attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> talk so about I have a lot nuggets, of nonprofits. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great one. Yes. All right, so uh, let's get in. Our first up on the show is Martha... Shonaway. There you go. Shonaway. <laughs> Martha Shonaway, the site director of Pause for Purple Hearts San Antonio. So what's the background of, like, how did you get involved with that? Is this your organization? Or are you, like, uh, one of the founders or contributor? Go for it. Yeah, so it's a whole story, and I'm not part of the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> so you came so, in after they were yeah. over the thing. All right, so gotcha. I, I came in about eight months ago, actually. So I'm, a, I'm pretty new to this specific organization, not to nonprofits. That's kind of my thing. But the, the organization was founded by Dr. Bonnie Bergen, and she actually created the idea of service dogs back in the 70s. And so we kind of have some, some chops behind us. 
Um, and she started another nonprofit before. They've gone on to do great things. So we have some pretty amazing leadership. Right now there's about 35 of us across the country, and we are in – I'm going to get it wrong. Nope, six states. There we go. <laughs> We're in six states. And so I'm just part of the, the local one here, including myself. There are five of us. So for the five of us, we have 11 dogs, 11 service dogs in training, and um, we, we keep busy. Well, who trains the dogs? So we have three professional um, program instructors is what they're called, but they're dog trainers specifically for service dogs. So they're not like the obedience dog trainer. They have a really highly specialized skill set, which is pretty impressive to watch, actually. Um, and each one of them has a set number of dogs. Uh, we try not to go beyond three dogs per trainer. Right now we're, we're four for a couple of them. A couple dogs hopefully going to graduate soon. Um, but any more than that, and they can't do an effective job. So each dog takes two to two and a half years of training. Yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. They learn a lot of different tasks. Um, they can help in a pretty wide variety of ways. So I know for like police dogs, they've got yeah. the dogs that pass. Uh-huh. And the dogs that fail, the ones uh-huh. that are just like, eh, they're like, I, I don't need to sniff out that drug. <laughs> Great it's dog, weird. but maybe not for that. <laughs> maybe, maybe not for this. Do you guys have that, or is it to where you kind of make it work with whichever dogs you're training? So we want it to be a really good match, not just for the dog, but for the disabled veteran as well. So we're not going to push a dog to graduate that just isn't there. Mm-hmm. We want to give this veteran a quality experience where this dog is going to drastically improve their quality of life and their access to places, their ability to do things. So if we were to push a dog through that just, that is not the right mission for you, pup, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be doing a disservice. So we do have dogs who are career changed. So they are- <laughs> Career changed. <laughs> career changed. They are directed another way. Um, so we want to make sure that, like I said, it's a good match, and we do a really intense profile on both the dog and the veteran, to make sure that their interests, their energy level, the kind of things they do, like a whole personality profile. So you have a Netflix dog, then you can just hang out and watch <laughs> Netflix. <right> there. <laughs> there we go. You know what? We do have we do have one dog, and she's she's very chill. I'm not going to call you out, Edie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's potato. very chill. She's just like, no, we don't need to go fast. We're going to go at a slow pace because <laughs> we're not in a hurry. And so, so what kind of me- yeah. needs are you meeting out there? For like, give me an example yeah. of. What is something that uh, a veteran would need a dog for? Yeah, so I'll give one example of a dog that we just placed. Uh, They just graduated here in October. Um, Kai was placed with Russell, and what Kai helps him with is um, some mobility support. So he has some uh, physical limitations where sometimes if he's walking uphill, for example, he's going to need to lean on that dog in order to move forward. also, if he has a nightmare, like from PTSD or something like that, where it needs to be interrupted, Kai can smell it. He already knows, and he can jump up on the bed and give him deep pressure therapy, interrupt the nightmare, and help him come back to center, if you will, a lot faster. So it's decreasing those stress hormones for the veteran so that they're really amplifying their health and really helping them out. Um, they're... Our, our service dogs have a lot of training in psychiatric um, support. So interrupting anxiety, interrupting PTSD, the deep pressure therapy where they get on you and they lay on you. Um, there's one, I mean, I have anxiety and PTSD too, and I didn't even know that one of these dogs was sensing that I was having a problem. 
And they were kind of in the playroom having a little you know, puppy play date. It was lots of fun. She comes over and she starts booping me in the knee, like in her little nose to knee. Aww. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, thank you. You know, go play. And then she comes back over again. And I'm like, oh, oh, she's telling me I need to chill. She's, she's, she's telling like, you me to need go, some deep pressure like, therapy right now. <laughs> she is. She was just like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm interrupting you because something's going on. Wow. And I was just like, oh, man, hey. That's super sweet. Yeah. And so it for me, it really drove home the importance of it because I was obviously already passionate about it and I already liked the mission we were doing. But having that personal example was was uh, was kind of mind blowing for me. Mm -hmm. I have a friend of mine I've known for a long time and he's got PTSD issues and he has anger issues. Mm, yeah. So have you dealt with any of those types of issues where uh, the story is pretty amazing that the dog will come yeah. close to you and lean up against you mm -hmm. and then it'll it'll like it his would latch onto his arm at some point. Oh wow. To like if if it got bad cuz he he kind of rages a he bit. He needs to be able to snap out of it. It would be like, "Hey, you know, he's really pulling him." It wasn't anything about the other person, but it's interrupting that what yeah. you're talking about anything like that with what you guys are doing as far as interrupting anger? So I can't speak to the specific training because I'm not one of the trainers. Sure. So I don't want to step into their space. Um, I know that we do not train the dogs to latch on. Um, that's kind of a more aggressive behavior that we really want to stay away from. Um, it's not something that we look to do. How would they interrupt somebody that's going into that space there? Same if kind of thing? Push on the, the same kind, same kind of thing. Um, I don't think I can speak to the anger part. Um, I think I, I would be afraid I'm giving you wrong information. Right, right. Because um, I don't get into the, but if the somebody training weeds. Is, if somebody is yeah. struggling in that area, they uh -huh. could find help with that, which yeah, I, think I think is it's a big deal for it is. people yeah. who are suffering from PTSD. Well, you could have somebody with you 24-7 that yeah. can help you out of that space. I think it really depends on on that veteran and their needs because they go through a pretty a pretty intense profile, too. So what our national client manager and then our dog program manager, they'll get together and say, hey, is this something that we could train a dog to help with? Before they even go onto our list of folks looking for service dogs, they're going to say, okay, here are the things that you need. Here are things that you maybe need assistance with. And if we have a way to help them through the things we can train dogs with, fabulous. But if not, then maybe it's not the best match. Or maybe we can help them with these other things. It just There's a lot that goes into it a lot that varies so i feel like when people think about nonprofits, they think yeah. about that part like the actual thing that you're facilitating yeah. but they don't think of the machine behind yeah. <laughs> such a massive endeavor so you're a site yeah. director what is it that you do that that keeps the ball rolling so i am the jill of all trades if you will <laughs> <laughs> i will do anything from making sure that the dryer where we wash and dry like all the dog beds and towels Make sure that works. I have literally taken one apart before. Mm. <laughs> um, make sure that cleaning happens. Make sure that we have the right staff, volunteers, and of course the big one, funding. Um, making sure that we have funding to make it happen is a big piece. And just to give kind of a, a concrete, maybe a little shocking example, for one of these service dogs that takes about two years to train is about $35,000 for one of them. Yeah. So there is a lot that goes into it. Um, and I think the biggest, my biggest responsibility is making sure that we have the funding and the people. Staff, volunteers, community members. Um, that's really the thing that um, I'm responsible for is making sure that we have those. Because without them, we couldn't, we couldn't do anything. Um, 
we have volunteers who will come in and help play with the puppies, help, you know, maybe groom them. And we, we, we go through and we train it. Um, their folks will come in and fold flyers. Um, all of those little things could be a task that we are paying someone to do. But as a nonprofit, you don't have the luxury of having assistance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when folks come in and help with little pieces like that, it makes a big difference. Cool. All right. Well, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that, Martha? Um, they can visit us on the web at pauseforpurplehearts.org, or they can call us or email us. If anyone has any questions for me, Martha S., as in Sam, at pauseforpurplehearts.org. It's the best way to reach me. All right. Thank you very much, Martha. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me today. Bet. All right. Next up on the show is George Saldana, the owner of Evenflow Home and Commercial Services. George, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So... This is what I've noticed. So, so I do research on everybody that comes in, right? And you guys got a lot of cool stuff going on. I have a very active Facebook page, which is not always in the you know the home services industry. Not everybody's doing that well. <laughs> so you guys are doing really good over there, um, posting pictures of all different kinds of stuff with with respect to what you guys are doing and offers and so forth. Uh, Google reviews six hundred and sixty three at five star. That's almost. Unheard of. Uh, Nicely done. That's a lot of reviews. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, at 663. Um, And then photos on your Google My Business page as well, too. So you're showing people this is what we're doing out Mm -hmm. there. So I I think that's really, really good effort there in marketing. Uh, Best of Home Advisor in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, Best Plumbers and HVAC Professionals in San Antonio 2021 by expertise.com. Uh, I love that you guys are, are uniformed out mm-hmm. there. It looks very, very professional. Um, you guys allow people to book online for 24-hour emergency yes. service as well, yes. which I think is cool. So uh, did you start with 24-hour emergency services in mind? Was that something no. That- um, and that's something that we're still playing around with. Um, what I mean by that is um, the workforce is changing. Um, finding people that are dedicated to their job and everything like that and have their home work-life balance, like we talked about last time, is very, very difficult. So we're moving forward more into a membership-based business, you know, and then people that are, if you're a member, will do 24 hours. But just like Chick-fil-A, they close down on Sundays because they care more about their employees. At the end of the day, you got to see who do you care more about, your employee or your customer? And that's a very fine line because you care about your customers, but Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be anywhere without your staff. So we're now developing, okay, well, volunteer who wants to do after hours because you do get compensated for it you know fairly well but sometimes in today's uh young youth workforce (laughs) money's not everything Mm -hmm. uh home family life is very very important and see when i was raised i was raised hispanic culture that you go out and you work and work is work you know family you love your family you do everything but you work for your family you know you do everything provide but that's what the male world was you go out and you work 10, 14, you know, 16 hour days and you go home, eat dinner, go to bed, start it over all, you know, next day, do it all over again. Now with this young workforce is we're trying to figure out a happy balance because we want them to be happy. You talked about culture and all that. So we really push training and uh, education, which that's a whole nother, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, But you got to care of your customers, which ultimately keeps the business doors open. But if you don't have the employee, happy employees, they're not going to deliver the customer service that customer deserves you know what i mean so you've grown pretty rapidly into a big workforce Mm -hmm. of you said 40 or a little under 40 a little under 40 so how has the vision of where you see your business going changed from when you first started and you were just like getting the ball rolling to now when you have this 
this big workforce. The vision hasn't changed. The stress level has, <laughs> you know, uh, $40,000 a week payroll is very, very stressful. Yeah. And um, right now with the market is the one variable that we don't have control of is buying habits. Mm-hmm. You know, we can give all the best um, information and everything, but at the end of the day, you can't force a customer to spend money if they don't got it. And right now, so most people, like our customers, went from doing the um, bare bone repairs, I apologize, um, the uh, upgrades to the bare bone repairs. That's all they can afford, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that. And that's what we're here for. We're here to give you options to take care of you. Um, but when it comes on the other side token, it costs money to run a big business, you know, uniforms, trucks, uh, education, schooling, making sure our team is the best that they can be and, and, and invest into the employees and the pay those employees is more than just a normal mom and pop shop. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I've seen in the business is a lot of business owners care about the almighty dollar and they don't care about their staff and the mm-hmm. development of their staff. I'm finding that the more I care about my staff and the more I'm willing to develop my staff, the more that they're going to put in for me. So like right now we're really pushing about self-branding. And one of our training programs that we're doing is we're teaching all of our technicians, our CSRs, everyone that works for our company to self-brand themselves on social media. So basically like um, I am John Smith with even I'm a technician for even flow. So I'm building my own Facebook, but I'm, I'm gaining my own clientele. That way, even if they ever leave Evenflow, which we promote, you know, hey, we want you to be the best you can be. So even if this ain't the home for you, we're, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure you're the best person you can be. That way they have their own clientele people. And that way when people call in, you know, you know, people call in, they ask for lawyers, they ask for doctors. Hey, is this doctor available? Why shouldn't people look at technicians the same way? They're mm-hmm. trained professionals. Yep. Hey, I want John to come out to my house. I don't want no other. I've seen him on Facebook. I've been following <laughs> how good a work he does. I want him working in my home. So we're changing the way people look at technicians. That's why we're very heavily on social media because we're taking a younger staff that loves social media and mm-hmm. making them realize, hey, we're branding you as a person. You work for Evenflow, but you should be your own entity, your own person. So they have buy-in. You know, oh, uh, They love what they do, They and they go out and they're servicing these customers doing their own branding. So they're going to go above and beyond customer service because they want to make themselves look good. They're not going to post bad videos of themselves <laughs> and do bad customer service and have bad reviews versus, hey, people start going on, on our reviews. And, hey, I've noticed this guy named Andrew for the electrical division. He's been mentioned 30 times past 30 uh, reviews. He must be – I want him on my house. So that drives competition. Now it drives my staff. Who wants to be the best? Because who wants the most reviews? So it all goes hand in hand. Nice. You know? Dude, I love that. I I love it. Like, it's a focus on culture. It's a focus on the people. And if you can't answer it, fine. But this is an interesting question. But you focus on people. And you really, like, pour into them. And I love it. Because a lot of people do focus on the dollar. And their staff is just turning over and turning over. And it's stressful to run a business. Has there been any unexpected result of that people focus where you were trying to solve a problem? It's your problem to solve because it's your company and your people stepped up and gave oh. you a solution or gave you something that you yeah, didn't on the, on, on the weekly basis. I have I give my staff a lot of uh, not leeway. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, latitude. Latitude. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, if I come to them with a problem, there's a problem. Hey, hey guys, let's sit down. We have leadership um, on uh, Wednesdays, our leadership meetings. We sit down. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is an issue. How can we address this? How can we move forward? And give me ideas. 
The idea works, great, we'll run with it. If it fails, hey, we're back to the drawing board. But you know, I can't think of everything. And and it's a bit I've seen most companies go out of business because the owners get in their own way. I want it done my way. I want it done my way. And sometimes your way doesn't work. You have to change. And that's the thing with me is I'm I'm a young business owner. Um, I can re- you know a lot of my staff is either same age as I am or a little bit younger. So I see both sides. I see the ownership side and then I see the employee side. So it makes a really good mold because I like I teach all my guys like I would never ask them to do something I haven't done myself. Lead by mm-hmm. example. And um, I have a lot of faith in my employees. Um, you know, I got this one gentleman, uh, Jonathan, who he's my lead installer for generators. That young man, I can put on a project and, just, hey, this is what the job scope is. And I don't, I can walk away and know if I come back in two weeks, three weeks, however long it takes the job to get done, that job is done perfect, executed perfectly, customer's happy, and I don't have to babysit him. And a lot of my staff is realizing that, hey, the more they take on as their own responsibility and own ownership, they know they don't have to be mess- dealing with me because who wants to be micromanaged at the end of the day? But as long as we teach accountability and responsibility, I think those are my two flagship um, uh, morals, ethics, uh, core values. Because I don't think you should have to train someone. You know, most companies you look on your core values is honesty, integrity, the two most popular. <laughs> and I hate that with a passion. I get my blood boils. I'm like, why are you training your people to be honest and have integrity? That should be a given. Your guys should. If your employees don't have honesty and integrity, they're Probably not going to be there for the long haul. Well, Who are you attracting with yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What kind, of, what kind of people do you want in your doors? Yeah, I think you're really, really smart and maybe really cutting edge when it comes to the personal branding for your folks. Because oh, yeah. it's look, if they're developing those skills, that's a career that mm-hmm. they're looking after. And, and that's what this is. They're branding themselves in their trade. And they can take that, whether they're your company or somebody else's company, it's their network. Exactly. So, and, and that's what we're pushing is because we found that no one else is doing it. No one else is branding their technicians as true professionals. And it, it, it irks me that to be a licensed master electrician is eight years and schooling, training, and testing, background checks, drug to all that stuff. Same thing with a doctor, eight years. We're just a, a different profession. But everyone looks at a doctor because they paid, you know, $2 million for an education Versus a tradesman who paid $20,000 for education, but we're doing the exact same thing. An electrician makes a mistake on a house or hospital, it can potentially hurt or kill someone. Doctor makes a mistake, they can kill someone. It's the same responsibility, just a different profession. Well, how would you look at it if somebody, like, let's pretend that I was in electrical for, you know, 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for a job. And I came to the United States, and we're having a conversation, we're like, how, how good are you at I'm like, look. You know, I have 22,000 followers on Facebook. Most of those are here in San Antonio. You can go see my work. You can see my reviews. You can see how I interact with it. Wouldn't you think, like, this guy's got his act together? Exactly. Like, it would be an easy hire, I would think, because his yep. whole resume is on Facebook. And that's why we're pushing for our technicians to self-brand, because these young kids don't understand the power of self-branding. Um, like you said, you can go get a job. You can work at any electrical or HVAC plumbing company. And if you have your own following hey, this is what I bring to the table. You're worth more. Your value's more. Um, you're guaranteed yourself work. Uh, not just so. Right now, the the way the world, the market goes is the owner pays the marketing company. Marketing company brings in the leads. The leads get distributed amongst the techs. And then it, it's, as a tech, you're at the mercy of the marketing, you mm-hmm. know, versus you have your own self-branding and you're bringing in your own call volume. 
It doesn't matter if it's slow with the company. You're guaranteed yourself work because you now have people calling, asking for you. That's right. So and you can take that with you no where, matter where you exactly. go. Exactly. Which makes you more valuable to the company. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. And then, then they have buy-in because now they don't want to leave because they branded themselves with the company and they know the company supported them 100% and gave them the, gave them the, work, the, the, the material, gave them the time, gave them all the, the culture, the, the tools to be successful. Why would you want to leave? If the company's taking care of you, sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. I know a lot of guys who have, in the past five years, they've left big organizations to go open up their own company and now they're going back working for the companies they left because they realize, hey, running a business is not as easy as it looks. Yeah, well, well there's and jobs I, and businesses. Right? I think a lot of business owners, they have that limiting mindset or limiting thought, or I can't even remember what it's called, and I'm a coach. I think um, you got it. But that everybody <laughs> wants to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And the reality is not everybody <laughs> wants... It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun sometimes. It's stressful. And not everybody wants to deal with that, even for the vast amount of rewards that can be gained by struggling through that hard. 90% of the population doesn't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. They would like a steady paycheck. They would like stability and there's the in between too, the sales side where you do want a big income, but you don't want to deal with all the the foundational structure of setting it up and et cetera. And if you can feed into both, that's a high level employee that you can absolutely have access to. But it takes looking at it from more of a brokerage model the way you are. It's you're gonna be your own. One day I was look on Facebook and I saw I'm like, man, every single realtor is branding themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Why aren't we doing that? And, you know, I started talking to my staff and and they're like, that makes sense. Like, because we're going to bring in our own clientele, we're our own person. And no matter where I go, your value is more. So now I'm spending less on marketing because they're doing it for me. They're getting my name out. They're they're tagging (laughs) me. They're so. And plus that one, it shows the community how how much we care about our our customers because they're seeing all these videos because they're not paid. TV commercials. Yeah, yeah. Not ads. They are personal. Hey, I am John Smith with Evenflow. I do electrical. This is what I'm doing here today. Customer had this issue. This is what I did to solve it. But they're self-branding. But people that that name starts trending. Evenflow, Evenflow, Evenflow. So now it's getting more hitting more audience. People are seeing what they're doing, what we're doing. People are understanding what we do as a service company, and that's opening the doors. Hey. I don't want just anyone working in my house. I want a true perfect. I want even flow to work on my house. Um, and then that, like I said, that the whole self branding keeps the, the, the technicians engaged. And now the, the, they have, a, they sell that customer membership. That customer knows this guy's going to be with them for, for as long as he stays with the company. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, I don't have a high turnover rate. My, I do not like firing people. I don't like letting people go because everyone has a family. You know, when you let someone go, you're not just letting that person go. You're letting the whole family go. Mm-hmm. So, but we do have accountability, and we—that's why we have job job marks saying, "Hey, this is what your responsible uh, responsibilities are." If you're hitting those responsibilities, you won't hear from me. If you're not and you're slacking, well, then we'll have a coaching, we'll have a meeting, and if we coach, coach, and we finally can't come to the same agreement because it is performance based. Because at the end of the day, we are a company. We're trying to grow, and you know, can't have people just on that want to milk the clock. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a double, there, there's a double-edged sword to everything. Like we don't pay it. We're the only company larger that's not hundred percent commission. We don't pay commission at all. Um, but then you can't have hundred percent hourly because then you have people that just want to come in and they drag their feet <laughs> and milk the clock. So you got to have a, 
a happy medium between hourly and then performance, but performance based on not just numbers, performance based on your how many reviews you're getting, how many callbacks you're getting, um, uh, uh, are you your attendance, are you wearing a uniform every day? When we do truck inspections, is your truck clean? Is it is it you know is it presentable? Because just like anything, how do you carry yourself as a professional? How do you expect people to take be treat you like a professional if you don't treat yourself like a professional? Well, and that goes to if people are putting themselves on social media more and they've branded properly and everything looks sharp, it definitely represents the company better. And I think that's more authentic and people are going to appreciate that a lot more too when it comes to being effective on social media. Mm-hmm. All right, George, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, website, uh, phone number, email address. I mean, it's all... Um, uh, Google is going to be the best pot. Um, is Google Evenflow and then all our number, contact information, website. They can book online. They can book um, through social media, Messenger, you name it. You can get a hold of us many different ways. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Well, thanks, George, for coming on again. I do appreciate that. And great job on the personal branding. I, Thank I just you. think that's, that's fantastic. Awesome. And more, you know, service, home service companies out there should look to that model as something that could be good. I did have a, you know, for another discussion maybe down the road is, is are there liability implications when it comes to that kind of thing when personal branding and putting that information out on social media? We don't have time to get into it, but it's food for thought. Yeah. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast and catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us. Great job, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right, and we'll see you on the next one.